All right, welcome everybody to the All About Nothing podcast. I am your host, Barrett Gruber. I am pretty much here just to tell you the things that I think and the things that I want to talk about. You are certainly welcome to uh, follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Barrett Gruber. That is B-A-R-R-E-T-T-G-R-U-B-E-R. Welcome to uh, write me or ask me questions, maybe things you want me to talk about, things like that. I have a few things that I like to talk about. A lot of people tell me they... I think I like to talk, and I like to hear myself talk, so I guess recording it is probably a good way to do that. It helps some. I'm working on theme music. When I was in radio years and years ago, uh, man, that makes it sound like a long time ago, but years ago when I was in radio, one of the things that, or one of the theme songs I like to play was this when I would uh, open my show. Uh, this, of course, is the uh, theme music to the television show Police Squad. And uh, if you haven't ever watched it, you should. If you can find it somewhere, you, you ought to watch it. its I want to say maybe there may have only been six episodes. That may be right. Anyway, it was on ABC years and years ago. So anyhow, so we're going to get the show started. Um, this is really just an opportunity to get my voice out there and things I want to talk about and sometimes when I talk at work about things um, I have a hard time because uh, I get interrupted a lot and uh, when I get interrupted I usually shut down so I don't get to say the things that I want to say sometimes so this might be an opportunity for me to do that um, you know we will talk about things like the weather um, we'll talk about things that I'm doing um, or politics, things like that. And, and frankly, there's always something to talk about with politics. And we'll get into that. I'll get into that here in just a little bit. But um, just going to take the opportunity to introduce myself. My name is Barrett Gruber. I'm originally from Atlanta. I now live in Columbia, South Carolina, where it is hot. Um, hot. You know, uh, and, and so just to put this in context, um, today I think the temperature got up to... I want to say 93, 94 degrees. Um, there was no breeze. It was, it, it, I, th- I was told it felt like it was 104. The feels like temperature with a heat index or, or, or however all that works. It said that it was 104. And I can verify it felt like 114. So 104, 114. I don't, I don't know what the difference is. It, it, I mean, 10 degrees, but it, it was hot. And I remember growing up, one of the things. So when I got to know people that lived on the West Coast, um, before that, I, I, I was always told that it was so hot in Los Angeles and San Diego. It's so hot. Um, and, and then, you know, as I got out of high school and things like that, and I, I, and I met people in travels and whatnot that, that lived on the West Coast, you know, they would talk about how hot it was. And, and when, when I'd hear them say that, I'm thinking, wow, well, it's hot in Atlanta. It must be blazing on the other side of the country. It's like 84. It's like 80. You know, if you're in San Francisco, I think the temperature doesn't get above 75. So, I, you know, I, Columbia, so Atlanta, of course, and Columbia have names given to them or nicknames given to them in reference to how hot it gets. Columbia, South Carolina, is commonly referred to as Columbia, South Carolina, famously hot. 
Atlanta is almost always referred to as Hotlanta. Uh, you know, so the context of the heat is in the names. You don't go Los Angeles. It's hot. No, I mean, there's nothing. I, I don't know of any nicknames or any any references to Los Angeles and it being hot. Um, because I, I've been to Los Angeles in the summer and it's not it's not terrible. You know, it's comfortable. But, you know, um, so, you know, as I was saying, one of the things we one of the things we'll probably talk about is weather, because in the summer it gets hot here and it's hot now. It's not even full blown summer yet. I mean, I know the season is summer, but we're in the beginning mid July. It's July 12th today. And I can't imagine it getting any hotter, but I know it will. I think last year we had something like 15 to 20 days in the hundreds. We haven't even hit 100 yet, and I'm already complaining. So I, I, I imagine we're going to get there. Um, uh, and, and, and talking about weather, um, today in the news, it was, it was advised, or we were told today that this giant piece of Antarctica um, ice shelf uh, came off. Um, it, it finally broke off and they've been predicting that it was going to come off for a couple months now, but this thing apparently is huge. It's the size of Delaware. I've, I've, I've already heard that there are plans to maybe possibly have someone land on it and build a landing strip. They're talking about the need to maybe get tugboats to move this out of waterways that, that potentially could impact, um, cargo trade ships. So it's, it, it, I can't understand the mentality of people that that talk about climate change not being real or the fact that the earth is heating up. I can't say for certain that it's humans. I tend to believe that man has had an impact on the weather. We're putting billions of pounds and uh, of, of cubic tons of um, you know carbon into the air. So and and that is that is a fact. We know we're doing it, um, but we have people that are still denying that it's happening. So it, it's it it it's hard for me to fathom the idea that here is this evidence. This this iceberg is now floating freely in the South Atlantic or the South Pacific. It's I believe the South Atlantic. It's it's on the side, um, and and people are still going to deny. I was listening to Fox News on the way home from work. And they're talking about it like, well, we can't blame the corporations. We have to be responsible for what we can do as individuals. I don't think that I'm putting out that much carbon that is having an effect on the planet that is causing us to warm up to the fact or the point now where icebergs the size of Delaware are floating freely in the South Atlantic Sea. I don't know. That's uh, uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know, but um, it just it it's hard to deny that there isn't changes in our climate, and these people that deny that it's it's man made. I think I feel like the only reason they're doing it is because they don't want it to impact them financially, or they don't want it to impact the corporations and companies that they're involved with. Because I mean, you know, we've already rolled back. Um, look on the coal industry, we've already rolled back um, regulations that now allow for coal companies to operate freely with the the coal dust that that, that they, they can now freely just dump into uh, the uh, the creeks and 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 rivers around where they're being where they're mining. You know that to me sounds dangerous. 
I, I don't I don't understand why we're okay with something like that. It just doesn't make sense. Um, but that's the political side of the weather, I guess. Um, when I think about uh, some of the changes that have come in since this president took office, since President Trump took office, the things that he's rolled back, I feel like a lot of the time it's not necessarily because it's going to make things better for the coal industry. Um, I, I feel like it's it's something just to roll back on because somebody on the Republican side of things said, "Hey, um, Obama did this, so we need to we need to reverse it because if Obama did it, it's bad. It's not good." So, you know, we're going to cut off our nose to spite our face because it was Obama. This is Trump. We should do the opposite in order to make ourselves feel better about the fact that Trump is president now. I, I, it's kind of like rolling back on. It's kind of like rolling back on the Affordable Care Act. The, the idea, I, I get it. The Affordable Care Act is not perfect. It's not even great. It's not. But the, the problem that I have with it is the fact that the Republicans don't have any better idea. They've had seven years to work out a better idea. They have been in charge now of both the uh, House and the Senate for six years. They've had plenty of time to work on something to go towards fixing it or even reappealing and replacing it. But the ideas that they seem to be coming up with are nothing but tax breaks for the rich. And and I get, you know, if you're rich, chances are you walk into a doctor's office and you pay cash. That's fine. You don't need health insurance because you have the money to just pay for whatever services you need. If you get sick, you just pay for it. You know, if you need an operation, you just pay for it. Unfortunately, at my level, we don't have that. It's not available. We, you know, I can't have a, I don't know, I can't think of anything that I would need. But I, I, I can't, let's say I need a gallbladder surgery. I can't walk into the hospital tomorrow and just throw down cash to get that removed. It's not, it's, it's just not financially feasible. So the idea of telling someone who doesn't need health insurance that we're going to do away with the Affordable Care Act because it requires that you have insurance if you make over a certain amount of money, the, the idea, for them, they're thinking, oh, I'm now going to save you know, $12,000 a year, however much they're paying towards their insurance, probably less than that if they're having to shop through the through the um the 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 marketplace if they're if they're shopping through the marketplace i guarantee they're paying less than that if if they're only doing it because they're required to have it and then even then they don't it's their money i get it i i don't believe in the mandate requiring that everyone has to have insurance i do believe in there being a public option though i do believe that there should be a government or federally regulated insurance availability for people that want the option. I don't necessarily need everything that the insurance that I have offers. Uh, so the idea of having something that at a Medicare type level available for everyone appeals to me because I pay, I pay almost $15,000 a year now for health insurance for me and my family. And that is a lot of money. If there was a public option, I would certainly be willing to pay more into Social Security 
in order to pay for a public option. And and just based on the numbers I saw, I, I'm, you know, I'm looking at half of what I, I pay now. And that appeals to me. You know, I get that for some people, they don't like the idea of government having anything to do with insurance. But this is where we're at now, where or, or before the Affordable Care Act, government didn't have a hand in most health insurance. And we, every year we saw premiums going up 15 to 25 percent. The same rate, every, the same rise every single year. It would go up and it would go up and it would go up. And <clears throat> with the Affordable Care Act, that has that has declined. We have not seen the premium hikes that we were seeing before. So to me, that's a good thing. Again, I don't believe in the mandate. I wish that that was not. This should not be a tax on everyone. But Social Security is available. Social Security is something that we could have available as a tax or to pay into the pool so that there was a public option available, a single payer, as it were. So uh, that's just my opinion. I, 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 you know, I did not support Hillary Clinton. I still don't support Hillary Clinton, but I also don't support Donald Trump. And, and it's not because he's Republican. It's not because... Um, I, I don't agree with all of his politics. It's not because I, it's not even because I don't agree with his behavior. It, it, fundamentally, I don't think he is as connected to the majority of the population of the United States as people want the people want me to think. And I can't say everyone, but I know that I know that I have friends that are supporters of Donald Trump, and they want me to believe that he is just like me, and he's not. He's not even a businessman. He ran Trump Industries for years and years and years, but not as a businessman. He ran it as a king. You know, it, it that the amount of money that he was left when his father passed away is in the billions. And that money has depleted over time. I don't know where it's gone. I just know that, that from, from what I hear or what I read is that he has squandered billions of dollars and... When he ran Trump Industries, it wasn't as a businessman. It was as a king. You know, he didn't have to answer to a board of directors. He didn't have to answer to stockholders. It was a privately run company. And, you know, and, and that availability, to, it gives him the availability to put his hands on everything and make decisions. And whether they fail or they, they succeed, he can claim that it was his idea. That he can claim he did all of this. But if you look back at all the things that have failed, state wine, I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> the state company, the, the university, the wineries, the, you know, all of these things are, 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 are failures. They, they, they did not make the money. And some of them, I mean, he, he wanted the Taj Mahal so badly. He wanted the casino so badly. And how long before, how, how long was it before it failed? I mean, before, you know, he filed bunk bankruptcy on it. So I, I will support the office of the president. I have a hard time supporting this man as our president because I don't believe that he has my interests in mind. I don't believe that he has a majority. I don't believe that he's connected to the majority of the people in this country. It is, it is difficult for me to believe that. Um, and here in a few minutes, I'm gonna. Uh, one of the segments that I want to do on the show is the Trump tweet of the week, 
And I am so glad this morning that he started tweeting because it makes it makes it so much easier when when he throws out random stupid is is the only thing I can describe it as. Um, I heard a great uh, uh, I heard a great um, quote this morning or, or something that I wanted to use as a quote. Um, they're talking about, of course, um, Donald Trump Jr. and him releasing yesterday the um, the email chain between him and a individual who was linked to uh, the Russians um, and basically saying, hey, we have this information. It's available to you if you want it. We're full support of the Trump campaign and would like to see him president. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting what what was said. But, you know, I, I <laughs> the fact that Trump Jr. went and released these emails um, <laughs> I heard, I think it was on, on the daily show and, uh, uh, Trevor Noah said, called him a two legged brain foreclosure. So that I thought that that was terrific. And I've used it twice since then to describe other people, um, as, 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 uh, as friendly as I can, or as nicely as I can. But, uh, yeah, two legged brain foreclosure was, uh, was the quote, um, so, uh, um, another, uh, I, I guess, uh, the show also, I want to, I, this is just sort of an introductory show. I guess I'm going to call it episode one B because I did publish one that was just a quick blurb to say hi, uh, essentially. And that was episode one. It was roughly 30 seconds long. So these shows will normally be about 30 minutes, um, give or take, um, because I think the application or the program I'm using allows for two hours of upload free a year, uh, a month. So uh, I will, I will probably push that to the maximum as much as I can. Um, so one of the things that, uh, one of the things about me is that I play adult kickball and it's funny when I, when I say that I play adult kickball, um, I've had reactions vary, you know, you're almost 40 years old. You're still playing kickball. Okay. I get it. I'm older. That's fine. Uh, but I enjoy it and it gets me out and it gets me, you know, I get to meet new people and, 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 and I also get to hang out with friends that I see not, but once a week sometimes, um, uh, and I also play with some coworkers, so it's 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 fun, and I, I enjoy it. Um, I post some of our kickball games up on the on the YouTube, and um, it's it's I can't say it's really exercise, but in the summer I sweat a lot, so you know there's that. Um, I've been doing it for about two years. Uh, I've been on a couple teams, um, and uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I'm currently playing in an organization called Everplay Columbia. Uh, and I think it's a franchise that has multiple cities uh, across the country. Um, our director, his name's Don Mills. He does a terrific job. He hires great people to be the um, the referees and the umpires. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of fun. And if it's available to you, you should try it out at least one season. You ought to just go out there and play because it's just, you know, the idea is that you're playing kickball with a bunch of adults you know, it's a 21 over league. So you're, you know, it's, I feel like I'm trying to uh, justify why I'm playing adult kickball, but uh, it it is, it is a good time and I enjoy it. So uh, I I will continue to do it. Um, You know, um, we are outside of the 2016 election. And uh, like I said, I did not support Donald Trump. I do not and did not support uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, I am, 
I consider myself to be a democratic socialist, um, and I consider myself to be a progressive, because I think the only direction you can ever really go is forward. If you're going backwards, you know you are foregoing technology. You're you're letting go of of the things that have gotten us to this point. Um, you know. I, <laughs> I have a hard time. I, I consider myself to be a conservative in the fiscal sense. I consider myself to be a conservative when it comes to faith-based issues. Um, but I also consider myself to be progressive in the ideas that, you know, our government should be small. I do. I believe that our government should not exceed the uh, the the size of what is necessary. Um, I believe that we are in a time period where there are certain aspects of our government that are necessary and that we don't currently have. I mentioned it before. I believe that we we should have a single-payer insurance system available. And, and if you were to ask me, the easiest way to solve that problem is to take Medicare and remove the one thing that limits it, uh, and that is open it to everyone all you have to do is remove the age limit of being 65 or older. That's all you have to do. Now, granted, we will have to see an influx of, or, or we will have to see um, Social Security payments or, or, or Medicare coming out of your paycheck go up. I get it. But the cost of it, see, see here's the thing. Insurance companies are profit companies. Medicare is not. Medicare operates at less than when it when 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 they do checks and they release the numbers and you can look these up in the last 10 years medicare has operated at a 1% or less overhead cost which is outstanding you you're not paying ceos of companies you're not paying board directors that have nothing to do with insurance except to make decisions on how to raise the rates more or or they're making decisions on where they're going to build new buildings it's just not necessary with Medicare. So you could fix health insurance by introducing a, a, a public option that would also bring down the rates of all of these, these high-priced insurance companies. I mean, the, the, I, I think that it would take work, but I think that there is something to work with. And I think that we could see um, a good – I think we could see good outcome – with an with a with a public option like that, um, you know, uh, one of the reasons that I have a big problem with Donald Trump isn't again it isn't because of what he says his politics are. I have no problem with Republicans. I haven't okay. I have a problem with politicians in general. I think that they are all extremely flawed. I absolutely believe in term limits. I believe that the presidency should be one term, one six-year term. And I would, if if I were ever elected to office, I would fully push for a Congress. Uh, I'm sorry, a constitutional amendment that would change that to a one six-year term. Because, in all honesty, when you when you look at the presidency, he spends the, the he 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 spends his first what year, first two years. Um, basically trying to get himself acclimated to his office, and and if you if and 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 then immediately following that, the next two years he's campaigning for the next term. So if you were to take 
on that first two years of acclimation, and then you had four years of actual office presidency work, I really feel like that that would be beneficial. And I think the first person to ever suggest one term for a president for six years was George Washington. You know, he, in fact, when he, when he was in office, he had the availability. They wanted to have him as president for at least another term, but he didn't want to do it. He, he fully believed, he, he talked about it. He fully believed that the presidency is, is something that should be vacated after a, after a term limit. There weren't even term limits when he was president, but he pushed for that. And he, one of the things he talked about was a six year, one term limit. And, uh, (laughs) From from some of the things I've heard watching the news or listening to the news or reading, Trump would actually fully be interested in the idea of at least a third term if uh, if he could get that through. So it, but again, it it's not Trump's politics or it's not his political position. It's not his party that I have the issue with. A lot of the time it's his intelligence. And and I and I and I love the tweets. I do. I fully admit they are extremely entertaining for me, uh, and they shouldn't be. I get that, but they are, and I can't get over them. Um, when today's tweets, uh, he sent out a bunch of them, but today's tweet in gen- the 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 one that I enjoyed the most um, was, of course, after his son's revelation with the emails and things like that. Of course, he tweeted out saying that, you know, his son is high quality person. Um, you know, he stands by his son because, you know, his son did the right thing and releasing the, releasing the email so that, uh, so everyone could see how transparent he was, you know, I don't know what he's doing when he does this. I don't, I feel like if he needs a thicker skin, the president absolutely needs a thicker skin, um, but uh, only a couple more minutes left. But so the Trump tweet of the week is, and this was this morning at nine thirty nine on July twelfth, two thousand seventeen. The White House is functioning perfectly, focused on health care, tax cuts, reform, and many other things. I have very little time for watching TV. That is his tweet this morning at nine thirty nine. I, I, and, and I know what it's in reference to is because someone on television somewhere or someone told him that someone on television on some channel somewhere said again that Donald Trump spends his days and nights walking around yelling at televisions. And in my head, I picture him in a bathrobe yelling at televisions as he walks up and down the residence because... I have to believe that's what he's doing. I, 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 I have no reason to believe he's not. You know, uh, there there have been reports that uh, White House staffers have said that that's what goes on. That he walks up and down the halls and he's yelling at televisions. And and I, I you know I've seen The West Wing. I've watched television shows that take place you know inside the White House residence at times. And I I I I have replaced all of those walls in my head with just walls and walls of televisions and they're all on different channels and he has every one of them playing at a volume <laughs> that just would be unnerving for all the rest of us but I I can just imagine him <laughs> watching these televisions and yelling at them um or 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 even telling them that they're fired and yet they don't go away. They're still there, you know. Or maybe he yells at them and says they're fired and then he just turns them off. 
I highly doubt it. I fully believe that he watches them until they're uh, until he either passes out or, you know, then he wakes up in the morning and they're still on. Who knows? But that's I, that's just that's my opinion on 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 Donald Trump. And and again, my problem with Donald Trump is the intelligence. It's the behavior. It's it's the it's the decisions that he makes. And I may have I may have contradicted myself. I may have said before it wasn't his behavior. It is. It's absolutely his behavior. I believe that the president should uh, have a specific um, level at which he operates. And this president does not have that behavior. So it, it's it's unnerving to watch him respond to even other diplomats and 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 leaders around the world but it, it's it you know it's just it, it's unnerving to 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 watch that and 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 i have a hard time supporting the president when he behaves like this so but you know that's just my opinion um, I, again, please, if you, if you feel like you want to, yeah, you can certainly follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Barrett Gruber, B-A-R-R-E-T-T-G-R-U-B-E-R. Um, feel free, feel free to, uh, communicate with me, send me questions or send me statements or tell me what you think of the show. You know, I, uh, I can fully take the criticism. It's not a problem. But uh, that's it for this week, and uh, we'll do it again next week, and I hope you'll join us then. Thanks. The All About Nothing podcast is a member of the GOT Podcast Network.